Hey everybody, it's morning in Arizona. Welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It's Alan Share, your host. I have a very dear friend. Well, I think she's a dear friend of mine. She might say something different about me, <laughs> but we have Kate Morrison. She's at the Ojai Valley Inn. She is the director. They run Spa Ojai. It's an amazing facility. If you haven't been there, make your plans now. Good morning, Kate. How are you doing? Good morning, Alan. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh God, it's a play. Well, I know, okay, our listeners don't know this, but Kate, I saw, I, either you emailed me or I saw somewhere that Kate loves podcasts. So I called her, I said, Kate, we're going to do a podcast. She goes, no, Alan, I don't want to do it. I like listening. I like to listen, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> Good, well, I'm glad we snagged you to be part of the uh, podcast. We're going to talk about the labor shortage and name changes and California opening in the fast 18 minutes we do this. So um, let's get started. Okay. Right. First things first, I love that GSN, Greenspot Networks, coming there in the fall. Yes, we are so excited. So, you know, we hosted the GSN Congress yep. in early 2020, right before everything shut down. Um and now so much has happened since then. So yes, we're hosting the buyers conference. Um, it actually starts on Halloween day, which is awesome as well. We're going to have a big costume party, uh, but it'll be so nice. I mean, for me, that'll be the first time that we're really in person back together with all of our industry friends. So it's going to be a great event. You know, Kate, people say more than anything, they've missed their friends. Like being yeah. on Skype and being on Zoom it's not, we, we love um, hugging and kissing and dolphins and trees and everything that goes along with our business. And I think that's actually been the biggest uh, issue is that we people miss gathering with people. Right. I mean, and also, I mean, Zoom is awkward. Like you never know when to talk. You got to give everybody space, group Zooms, I think one-on-one -on -one is much better, but group Zooms can be very awkward. It is just not the same. But I think for us, like, you know, learning the convenience factor of Zoom, I mean, Ojai Valley is a huge property. So now the fact that we can jump on a quick Zoom and get a quick business meeting done without all having to go to one room, the, that piece is great. But the connections and the friendships and the relationships, and they definitely suffer if you're not together. So well, lessons learned for sure. Yeah. The good news is you have California on June 15th, whether you're ready or not. Um, the rest of the world, I talked to Deirdre Strunk from Canyon Ranch in Las Vegas a few days ago. And she said, uh -huh. Alan, it's like the wild west here now because yeah. the mask mandate's gone. Um, we're headed up there for IECSC June, 2021. So um, we're going to see what will happen. Although I believe the show is going to have a mask orientation at the convention center because you're going to have thousands of people. But I've had COVID. I've been, I've been vaccinated. I don't think I need a mask. But, you know, if the rules say wear a mask, I put it on. It's like one of those things not worth arguing about. Just do it and don't cause trouble, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're still fully masked here. And, you know, the CDC, of course, came out with a recommendation that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to be masked but we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not. So as a private property, we are continuing with our mask mandate um, while on property. But yes, we anticipate that come June 15th, that's going to go away maybe. Um, so we're kind of trying to prepare for that, but it's still, 
causes a lot of tension. We had, um, we actually had two guests get into a big argument just a couple days ago in the gym because you do have to wear a mask. And it's so hard because I understand it's very hard to be wearing a mask while you're on a treadmill working out, but that's our current situation. So it's, um, it's just a, it's a tough issue that's causing a lot of tension. Um, I call them hiccups because we're going to get through the hiccups, but mm -hmm. people need to have soft shoulders. They, they have to stop forcing their way. And unfortunately, that's sort of the political mantra is people stand on a side today. I, I never remember this growing up, you know, that people were so mean to each other. Yeah. It's like, you know, I always say people be kind to each other when I end my podcast and I really mean it. Be yeah. kind to one another. You just... You don't need to bloviate about everything that's so important to you. It's not important to other people. All right, let's talk about a couple things. Before we got on the air, we started talking about your name change. Can you talk about that again for a minute? Because I think it's really interesting. I want to comment on a couple things with the name change from, what was it, Ojai Valley Inn and Spa to yeah, Ojai so Valley Inn. When, when we added a spa in 1997, we rebranded and became the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. And when I came to work here 10 years ago, I remember talking about how impressed by that I was because it just really centered spa and wellness around like the property and the property's main goals and, and vision. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got called into a meeting and I was informed that we were rebranding once again, and we were going to drop spa and we were just going to be the Ojai Valley Inn. And um, I was really disappointed about it at the time. I now can see that it did help to modernize us and kind of the, the new marketing and branding that we've done has been absolutely beautiful, very elegant, very high end, and it's worked really well. And at the same time, we were able to take our spa name of Spa Ojai and create our own logo, do our own branding. I think that um, the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa is, is it still resonates with people. We're often still referred to as that. And I think spa just will, will have that center spot here. Um, but you know, who knows what, what will happen 10 years, 20 years down the road, if that will remain. Well, I love it. And it's back to just that it reminds me about flexibility, right? Like you have to be flexible today and be able yeah. to move. And uh, what I was going to tell you, there's an old director, when I ran New Life Systems, when we were mailing a million catalogs a year. Nobody even mails catalogs anymore, do they, at that level into our industry? But we, all the direct marketing conferences that we attended, the mantra was always test, test, test again. Because you have to be able to put your feet in the water and find out what something worked, something didn't work. Yeah. Okay, d does work? Good, let's keep moving. It doesn't work? Fine, let's try something different. So I, I love the fact that the names changed but that other people still remember who you were. Yeah. And so I think it's a lovely, uh, a lovely thing. Uh, let's talk about labor shortage, if we may, because this is, it is a pandemic in our industry that we can't get therapists. And it's not just you. It's even here in Arizona, someone was telling me we're short 5,000 estheticians and massage therapists, 5,000 across the strait of Arizona. Yeah. So start multiplying that across the country. This is a real issue. And we've had a lot of the schools close. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, what, 
what are some of the initial things that have changed at Spa Ojai now that you're a little bit short on staff? Well, I mean, I think one of the biggest changes we're seeing, and we've been really lucky. I mean, we have not had real challenges with, with getting labor here for the spa. Um, I know the hotel housekeeping especially has had a lot of trouble always. But um, this is the first time since reopening after the pandemic that we also are having some trouble. We're seeing that in a few different ways. We had let go of, a, of about 15 um, spa associates. And in California, they passed a law that we actually have to welcome them back before we bring back other employees. So we've reached out to them to, to offer them their positions back and only two took us up on it. And the others have, uh, you know, understandably have moved on to doing other things or moved out of the area or just not ready to come back to work. Um, but the other thing that I'm noticing is that people don't want to work as much. So even the people that have come back and returned to work, they're working at fewer hours, which means we need more people. And it's just, um, it's been hard to find them. Kate, what's full time in a spa for a therapist? How many hours is that? Minimum 30 hours. And that's not treatment hours. That's hours on the clock. Okay. So let me correct that. How many treatment hours is full time for a therapist during a week? About 20. 20. And is that at a limit where they, you, the production of, of the service they deliver starts to go down? Has it always been that way? I think that's entirely dependent on the therapist okay. because we absolutely have therapists that can go five, five a day and go four days in a row and not have any trouble at all. And we have other therapists that really only want to do three in a day, but they'll work more days to get okay. there. And wow, scheduling must make you, well, you haven't pulled your hair out yet, but uh, it's got to be mind numbing to you. You have to know the idiosyncratic ways of every single therapist to be able to figure out how to schedule everybody. We do. Oh and we God. also have to, you know, we had built a very efficient machine here at Spa Ojai because we were on a 50 minute or 100 minute schedule. So our therapist did 50 minute treatments, 10 minute turn, and every guest was picked up on top of the hour. So that didn't, that made us very crowded at certain times in the spa, but it kept our room utilization, like incredibly efficient. We didn't have really the kind of time you need between treatments to do certainly COVID cleaning and sanitation, nor were they really getting the kind of breaks that we should be giving to our therapists. So we took this as an opportunity to change our entire model. And we are now doing 60 minute treatments with a full 30 minutes in between. Um, and that gives 15 minutes dedicated entirely to cleaning and sanitation, a 10 minute paid break, plus a five minute of cushioned if you're running a little bit behind or, or what have you. So it's made, and we also stagger appointment time. So our first appointment, we have about seven check-ins at, at nine and then about seven more throughout the day. So it's been kind of a fun uh, challenge to have to scrap the old model and now piece together how we're going to build back that room efficiency, that room utilization, get our revenue back to where the glory days of pre-2019, um, but still allow for our therapists to have the, the balance and time that they need to be successful. So the spa's open seven days a week? Yes. What mm -hmm. hours are you open? So we open our doors right now at 830 and close at 630. 
first treatment of the day is at nine. And then the last pickup time is at five. And we may extend that, but in Ojai, the whole town pretty much shuts down about 7 p.m. Goes to sleep, so I know. We don't have too much demand for those late night appointments. Um, and, you know, we have to also consider, you know, another area that labor shortage is, is a real challenge is in our concierge or front desk staff um, and that support, that operational support staff. So having these limited hours is helping us right now. Um, and you're right, the front is a problem as well. In fact, I, I was at an unnamed resort in Arizona where uh, they didn't even have, the, the valet was like, just put, leave the keys in it and put it over there, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just not people to, to do stuff. So I, right. I get it. Um, Kate, you said two of 15 people came back when offered their job. So are you off the hook for that? You don't have to worry about the other 13. You can go ahead and bring other people back and hire other people. It's really interesting. So in this round, so we posted the positions, reached out to everyone to let them know they were there. And if they give us a written declination for the, for the offer, then they can be crossed off the list. If they just didn't respond every time we post that position for the next three years, we have to notify them that it's open and offer them the opportunity to reapply. What? Who's tracking that stuff? Our, it's, it's, on, it's on our HR team to do it. Wait, what if you don't want them back because they haven't been practicing for a year and now you get back an employee who's just not cutting it? That's not a consideration. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, also, I think the bigger question is what if what our scheduling needs don't suit them? I mean, that's so I, you know, I have a couple of estheticians that I'd love to have come back, but that I need them to work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And like many therapists in the industry, they want to work Wednesday through Saturday or what have you. So, um, you know, there's just a lot of challenges to work out, but I think honestly, this is the state of California's way of trying to put some accountability back in the hands of, of the employees to say, we know you've been offered work. You you know, it's time for you to get back into the workforce. Well, you, as you know, and I, Kathy and I had a home for 19 years in Palm Springs. So this is, I'm very familiar with the way California operates. Sometimes I think they're their own worst enemy, but it's still the sunshine state. It's still a glorious place yeah. to, to be and work. And hopefully we'll get through this. Couple more questions about uh, this issue. Have you raised prices? Yes, I did raise prices, but I also was able to add minutes. So, you know, we went, like I said, from the 50 minute structure to the 60 minute structure. So that brought prices up. Price per minute is basically the same, but we're doing fewer treatments in a day. And so I needed to build that up. And, you, and I've seen in our competitive set here, everybody has, prices are up. And I'm guessing clients haven't borched about it. Not one single bit, have they? We see, I see it commented on here and there, but they're still rating us at like the top levels of the highest satisfaction, but they'll say a little pricey or getting a little expensive. But I think our guests understand that it's, you know, it's a, it's a luxury experience. It's a premium experience and they're going to pay for it. Um, since I'm always have been a 90 minute guy, because I, I laugh, my kids tell me I have self-diagnosed ADD. Um, 60 minutes is never long enough for me for if I'm having a body treatment or a massage. I need 
10, 15 minutes to kind of breathe and slow my self down. So for me, you say a hundred minutes, I go, yeah, that's talking my language now. So yeah. um, what is the cost for just a basic massage for 60 or a hundred minutes? So right now I'm only doing 60, it's 225. Yeah. And then we also do a service charge. We actually call it a resort fee now. So it's an automatic 20%. Um, uh, that's, that is definitely feedback I'm getting as well is that 60 minutes is not enough. The guests want longer. Um, so I have two challenges there. One is, you know, I think it is physically very hard on the therapists who are masked to perform those longer services. I think we're getting used to the masks and we're getting there. And I know a lot of other spas are doing it and doing it successfully. Um, but the other piece for me, again, is trying to figure out this puzzle of how to, drive revenue and fit in as many bookings as possible. And once you start getting into the option of 60 versus 90, we start seeing where we're going to lose some of that room utilization. So yeah. what I am planning to do in June is to um, offer 60 and 75 minute, which I know I'd actually never seen anybody else do. It might sound kind of crazy, but my thought behind that is that right now we're giving our associates a 30 minute, or excuse me, a 10 minute, 15 minute break between every single guest. They don't actually need that. They need a break at least one or two in their shift. Right. So if I can mix in some 75 minute treatments there, I'll be able to drive our revenue um, without um, messing with this new booking system we've put into place. Have you changed your menu offerings? Not really. I've limited them somewhat, um, but I've also tried to fill it out so that it looks like a full complete menu that can last us throughout the whole year. Um, but if you were to compare it to where we were at two years ago, there's quite, it's been quite reduced. So I don't have my long body treatments on that include scrubs and wraps. Uh, we're just doing very, very basic, simple scrubs right now. And I think that I will be bringing back very, very basic wraps as well. But again, those longer experiences that combined different treatments, we are not offering. Okay. What about touchless therapies? Has, are you looking at different things? It's not really touchless. It's it's reduced touch, right? It's, right. Because there's never real pure touchless, but let's call it re reduced touch or Whatever. You know, we don't have anything really uh, of that nature right now. I, I was partnered with Somadome for many years. And so we had our Somadome in the lobby at the time before our remodel. We had a perfect location for it, it made great sense. And it was just added revenue. It was, it was a great offering. Um, but we, we had it for about seven years. It was time for it to uh, move on. And as we remodeled, we no longer had the space. So we offer um, a treatment right now called um, sound energy and a group of our massage therapists really were interested in sound baths and bringing in kind of that vibrational therapy. So they collected instruments. One is actually a Chumash vibrational wand that makes this really kind of deep penetrating vibration. I love that. So they, um, they will do uh, energy work, uh, craniosacral, craniosacral or Reiki um, and also incorporate these different instruments to create what we call our sound energy experience. So there's pretty limited touch in that. Um, 
We do a facilitated stretch massage here that's inspired by Thai massage, but it takes place on the massage table. So the guest is fully clothed and we kind of position them into those nice deep stretches they wouldn't be able to do on their own. I love it all. Okay, uh, we've been speaking with Kate Morrison today at the Ojai Valley Inn, that is Spa Ojai. For a lot of our listeners, they're going to go, hey, Alan's already gone two minutes long. What the heck is going on? But Kate, you're way too darn interesting to me. And I, I know we're going to, I'm going to make you do a part two with me later, but I have one last question. When you talk about driving revenue, is the front of the house and all the retail, how important is that at Spa Ojai? Well, that's really interesting. So I don't oversee retail at Spa Ojai. And I think we could do much better in that sense, because there's really not an incentive for me in my day to day as much as I tell myself to try to prioritize it. Um, because it doesn't necessarily report under me, it just always kind of becomes secondary to me. So we do have a partnership there and I do work closely with them, but it is there is a little bit of a disconnect when it comes to retail at Spa Ojai. Now we're going to talk retail next time. Kate, thank you a million. I miss you a ton seeing you. I know I miss you too. Thanks for letting me on and doing this. This has been fun. Just a great time. People, please look up Ojai Valley and Spa Ojai. It is an amazing place on the face of the earth. And Kate is amazing as well. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.